Hello, welcome to the Alphabet Soup, the LGBT, LGBTQ podcast. This is the Valentine's Day edition, and I'm L. I'm Jay, and today we have two guests with us: R and H. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about the Arrow Spectrum and Valentine's Day advice. So, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> So, R, tell us a bit about yourself. Oh, well, um, you know, my name is R. Uh, <laughs> my, I use any pronouns. Um, I love playing Animal Crossing. Lately, I've been, like, really obsessed with it, and I just love d- designing my island. It's, like, the best thing in the world <laughs> to me right now. Um, that. So that's what I'm excited about. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to be here on this podcast. I can't wait. We haven't done it in a while. So. <laughs> As you can tell, we're like a bit. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go right into the aromantic interview here. When did you know that you were aromantic? When did I know? Um, honestly, it was pretty recently. Uh, I'm in high school, and I didn't realize I knew about the LGBTQ community and like all the different labels or most of the labels, um, including aromantic. But I didn't actually realize that I might be on the spectrum until probably last year, maybe. Um, yeah, and it was kind of like a switch for me. Like, I was super romantic. I loved love and different <laughs> characters and giving advice to my friends, even though I've never actually been in a relationship. It's always like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've always loved doing that. And suddenly it was just like, nope. Not anymore. I do not want to be in a relationship. I don't want to have a crush. Anything like that. Yeah. That hits. <laughs> yeah. What is romantic attraction, and how is it different from sexual attraction? Um. Well, romantic attraction, in my experience, is like having a crush. You know, it's like puppy love, I guess. Um, and it is very much separate from sexual attraction, in my case. Um, I'm also on the asexual spectrum, and so I have, in the past, I've had feelings for people, um, I've had crushes on people, but I don't feel sexual attracted to them. Um, for some people, it is, like, you know, linked, very much so linked, so when they have a crush on someone, they feel sexual attraction towards that person, um, but it really differs from person to person. Uh, what about the aerospectrum is constantly misunderstood? Oh boy, um, <laughs> and I feel like some people think that people who are aromantic are like cold-hearted, they don't <laughs> love anyone, or, you know, stuff like that, and that's obviously not true. Like, I don't have feelings for people right now, and I don't want to be in a romantic relationship, but I love my family, I love my friends very much, I love my dog, you know, so I love a lot of, you know, other people and things in my life but not in a romantic way. Um, and as for being cold-hearted, like, I mean, yeah, some people are very <laughs> mean and cool, but, I mean, not everyone who is aromantic is like that. That literally goes for everyone. Not everyone is mean, regardless of romantic attraction. Yeah. Um, so how do you think intersectionality affects your identity and understanding of your identity? Oh, this is a good, a good yeah, question. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, 
I mean, I am Latino. I am a woman most of the time. <laughs> um, and I feel like, sorry, mom and dad, but sometimes I do get pressured to be, you know, to have kids or to get married. Obviously, my parents are like super, super supportive, supportive of me. Um, you know, I'm in high school. I don't need to be in a relationship right now, obviously. And, you know, they know and understand that. And honestly, they encourage me not to be because it gets messy sometimes. But, um, you know, I sometimes I do still feel that pressure. Um, and especially as someone who has a parent who is Latino um, and from where they come from. Um, it's like, yeah, that's what you do. You settle down, you have kids, you have a husband. Or um, a wife. Or, or, a, or a wife. Uh, in my case, it's a husband. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, I definitely feel some pressure with that. And I know I probably couldn't share that with my abuela. Um, she probably wouldn't understand because she did settle down. She did have kids. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's some pressure there. But overall, I feel like um, being on the spectrum is just a part of me. It's, um, I mean, intersectionality. I don't know. It just, uh, I guess that's my answer. <laughs> I mean, some pressure because of my background, um, but not as much as one might think. I'm very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. That was really well put. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Is someone who rarely experiences romantic attraction but still experiences it aromantic? I would say so, yeah. I mean, it's a spectrum, obviously. There are some people who, um, like demi-romantic, for example, with people who need to have like a friendship um, or some kind of other relationship in order to catch feelings for someone, you know? Uh, that is part of the aromantic spectrum. And, you know, I've had feelings for people in the past but you know not so much now and i would still consider myself to be a part of the spectrum yeah so i for sure yes cool um anything else you'd like to say about it um no i mean i will say um for anyone who is struggling with their you know sexual identity their romantic identity um Sometimes I get scared. Sometimes I'm like nervous about, you know, the future. Like what if I do end up lonely, right? And for a lot of people who are aromantic, it's like when, when other people say, um, when, when other people say, like, you just haven't met the right person yet. You'll grow out of this phase. Personally, I'm open to that. I'm open. I'm open to, you know, maybe thinking that this was just a part of my life and it might change. I'm completely open to that. But for people who are very much confident in their identity, it can be really offensive. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I wanted to say. And like, sometimes I am nervous about, you know, what the future might hold regarding romantic relationships. Like if, you know, I changed my mind too late, which obviously that shouldn't be an issue because age doesn't really matter regarding, you know, you can discover who you are at any age. But um, yeah, but I think mostly I'm pretty, pretty confident in my, in my identity or the, the fact that my identity is fluctuating. But. 
it was really hard and we never got to see each other see each other in person and so just it was a lot of what ifs right yeah. and so it's very difficult to kind of get over that but you know one day at a time right yeah. Yes. One day at a time, and then I'll be okay. <laughs> but you know, even then, like as I'm reflecting, I feel like mm, I don't really want to be in a relationship right now. I feel like you know, being a senior, there's so many things I have to do, and mm-hmm. I'm not ready for a relationship. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't really have any experience. <laughs> <laughs> I've never dated anyone. I mean. In the past, when I've had a crush on someone, I'm like, yeah, it might be nice. But deep down, I knew I had some mental health stuff that I <laughs> should probably get worked out before I do that with someone. Always in the corner being like, damn, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll save you for someone else. You deserve better. Yeah. 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 All right. And so I think a question that we always think about when we're younger, especially is, what can you do if you, uh, t- how do you tell if someone is queer that like you're into them? How do you tell? Oh, that is, that is hard. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, nowadays, this is, this is obviously not in a negative way, but like a lot of straight guys have been picking up like queer styling in a way, like, you know, yeah. like uh, those rings and stuff. Like usually like what's traditionally, I'm saying air quotes, like traditionally like gay dressing in a way. Mm-hmm. But that's just fashion nowadays, which is really yeah. nice. Everyone yes. open to everything, you know. So, like, that's obviously gotten thrown out the window because a guy can wear a vest and eyeliner and everything and still be straight, which should yeah. be the normal, you right. know, quote. Yeah. But um, it is hard because um, just talking to that person and honestly asking them is obviously very hard. But if they give you a negative answer, you are missing a bullet in that, you know? Because, like, you don't want that in your life if they're going to be that negative if you just ask them if they're queer, you know? Like, that's nothing bad. Um, But I will say that if you go follow them on Instagram and see who they follow, if they follow more than than 10 queer icons, maybe. (laughs) That's a pretty good hint, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot in, in my experience, I just pine. I'm just like, oh, uh, I hope, it, but then yeah. you know, you don't do anything at all, so that's all right. I feel like some people think that people who are gay or bi or anything like that have like immaculate gaydar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't think that's true all the time. I mean, no. definitely for some people, but. Personally, for, no, no, no. For someone who falls in love with some straight guys, I don't think that's real. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Oh, what is some um, dating advice that y'all have? <sighs> this is a good question. Um, I would say, you know, just focus on yourself. Like, if you are ready for a relationship, that's that. That's a big sign that the relationship is going to go a good way or a bad way you know like sometimes um when you're not ready and you start something it like you know for example if you're too tired and you start a project it's not going to be the best project that you ever do you know so just focus on yourself and see how you feel mentally physically and just every way if you are ready for this go for it you know because you're giving it your best and if it doesn't work out it is what it is but you know you gave it your best you know? Yeah, like, kind of sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't 
can't take care of yourself, then you're not going to be able to take care of a relationship with yeah. another person. Yeah. Especially right. mentally. Like, if you can't love yourself, mm-hmm. who else can you love, you know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, I would say consent. Oh, probably. And that's in any relationship. Yes. 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 Talk. To each other. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Communication is so important in Very any relationship, even a friendship. It's so important. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think learning each other's like love languages. So like what is there there's physical touch, quality time. What are the other ones? Gifts. Gifts. Right. Words yeah. of affirmations. I know there's another one. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember the other one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well anyway, yeah. Learning about that I think is really important. But also yeah. um, your attachment styles. So there's like mm-hmm. what anxious, uh, fearful, avoidant, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so really dating isn't necessarily just about learning about the other person. It's about learning yourself mm-hmm. and what you need in order to get what you need, right? Yeah. 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 I, think, I, think, <laughs> I think also another one that would be good is also like you know paying attention to the little details of the other person you know seeing what candy they like and maybe bringing it to them like that brings such smile and it's such a little thing and like it brings such smile to people because you're paying attention because right. you love them you know mm-hmm. so that's also a really good thing mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm on relationship TikTok. <laughs> I always learn so many cool things. I'm like, oh wow. Top ten things. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, what are the similarities and differences of straight relationships and queer relationships? If you've this experienced. Is, this is like a good question, yeah. but it's so hard to pick it out. Sometimes, like you know the differences, but at the same time, it's hard to describe or explain you know what I mean yeah I mean yeah. a bit obviously we talked about you know a big difference is other people because yeah. in a certain mm-hmm. relationship you know it's the norm so people aren't going to be as negative as it mm-hmm. because you know mm-hmm. it is the norm and mm-hmm. and so they're they're not going to be negative towards it or you sometimes have to like you know uh, flip a coin and be like what if they're this what if they're that you know so mm-hmm. i think other people are a huge factor in a queer relationship especially in the public you know with your parents like yeah. telling them it is so hard mm-hmm. and so just the fact that you have to think about other people in a two-person relationship is really heartbreaking yeah. but it's just the society that we live in sadly yeah. and hopefully it changes you know that's all we can do but Mm-hmm. It is a huge factor, you know? Yeah. I feel like that really is, like, the main difference. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's much other differences besides that, because it's a, it was a really good thing. <laughs> 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 I mean, when I, when I had feelings for a girl in middle school, it was, for me, it was a little bit different than having feelings for a guy. Um... Like, I don't know, women who are just so comfortable. <laughs> they just are like, I understand women a lot better than I do men. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, we're not supposed to be that different, but the way society treats us, again, like right. H said, it is so much different. And mm-hmm. so, you know, when I caught feelings for her, I was like, this is just so comfortable. I don't have yeah. to be worrying about, oh my gosh, does she like me back? Like, will I make her uncomfortable? Like, obviously, I would set boundaries for her and myself. Um, and she rejected me at the time. But, um, like that. but 
anyway, that's the <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just it was just so comfortable because I knew we were brought up um similarly. Obviously we have different backgrounds, but like mm-hmm. the way society treated us, we were used to and we expected honestly, and so it made it kind of a lot easier mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you know, just be around her. That yeah. is true because you know, in a relationship you can either have it be, you know, especially in a gay one, either a person is very comfortable with their sexuality and like everyone else around them is comfortable with sexuality and the other person might not be out and mm-hmm. they might still be dealing with some uh, internalized homophobia. Yeah. So it's also knowing that the other person, like kind of reading them in a way, because mm-hmm. they could say they're ready, but you tell like, hey, I don't think this is going to be a good idea because you have a lot of issues in your life, you know, <laughs> like helping them yeah. through it because obviously you want to be there for that person in any way you can and you can be there for that person not just in a romantic way you know Mm -hmm. so it's it's definitely like that too yeah i think safety is such a huge part of it Mm -hmm. because i feel like you know for um same-sex couples once once they go out it's like there's things you can't do sometimes you can't hold hands sometimes Mm -hmm. you can't show uh, affection to each other because yeah. for fear you might be harassed and attacked and hate crime hate crime yeah yes. exactly and it, it's terrible and you know i i think about it all the time mm-hmm. and if i do have a future partner and we do experience this we probably will and it's it's terrible because unfortunately we will all experience this mm-hmm. in some way it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you like live in the bluest state or anything. Right. There's always parts of that state or people in areas that are going to hate you. Yeah. Whether they say it to your face or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have that you know, so nice that we got. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so passive aggressive in the Midwest. Like ev- in the South, they're like a lot more like direct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then up here, it's like microaggressions exactly oh, microaggressions yeah. microaggressions yeah it's like i i i don't hate you but i don't support you and i'm like well yeah yeah that like even makes you more confused right and you thought you were confused before <laughs> yeah yeah i think overall you know either any relationship takes effort and so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what advice would you give to someone who has a crush on someone and they don't know if the other person reciprocates and they're super nervous about asking up up front? Do it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst thing happen? <laughs> yeah. No, um, it's really hard. It is. Because, like, you know, so much goes into it. But I feel like at the end of the day, if you don't ask them, you'll never know. Mm-hmm. So I would rather die with an answer that is probably negative than not an answer at all. Because mm-hmm. I am going to question that until the day yeah. I die. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So part of me wants to, I mean, I am a bit outgoing and like, you know, an extrovert. So part of me is like, just do it, you know. But yeah. it is a bit challenging for other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say if like know the person you have a crush on do they support lgbtq plus people yes right mm-hmm. like your safety is like most important but you know if they do then yeah do what h said just go for it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah i think overall it's sometimes a crush should just stay a crush honestly uh-huh. in my yeah. experience but yeah i uh like h said 
Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We sound like a 2014 meme. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Alright. Uh, and so, what advice would you give to anyone in a toxic relationship? Oh, that's a good one. Well, I haven't experienced this. <laughs> but, I um, hope not. <laughs> but... I, I will say, um, just uh, identifying that is a toxic relationship, like, that's already, like, you know, A plus f- for realizing that. Because a lot of people are in a toxic relationship, and they don't even know it, because yes. that's how toxic it is, you know? And so, focusing on, you've realized this, and this is a fact, you know, seeing, uh, putting your needs first, you know, like, that sounds selfish, but at the end of the day, you, you're not, like, that person isn't entitled to this relationship, you know? Like, they're not entitled to be in a relationship with you. So you can break up with them if you want, you mm-hmm. know? Like, you don't have to stay with them. And if they're making you feel like you have to, that's toxic. So, right. like, you know, being able to put yourself first is something that is mm-hmm. very good. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness, what about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like. I mean, I, I don't I don't think I've had experience in toxic relationships, um, but from other relationships that I've seen and their toxicity, it's really, it's, gosh, it's so contagious mm-hmm. in a sense. Like, it not only affects um, the person in the relationship, but everyone around them, yeah. because eventually yeah. you get to understand that something is wrong, but sometimes you don't have the power or... The will. The will, or you don't even know what to say and how to mm-hmm. confront that toxic relationship. And so it's really, it's difficult. Yeah. Because then when you tell that person, they're like, hey, I don't think this is uh, uh, healthy. They're like, are you jealous? Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, they it's, always, it's hard. you know, defend the other person, which is hard. Yeah. yeah. As, as you can see, we don't have a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Like... I mean, it's just really hard, you know, like, that that was a yeah. big part. And, like, it also makes it awkward for everyone else in the room. Because, like, imagine being in a car and two people are arguing and you're just in the backseat, like, right. oh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, so, like, it's it's awkward and it makes it awkward yeah. for everyone else. Yeah, so. just, like, being that friend that's, like, in the middle of a relationship, it's so mm-hmm. difficult. Like, because you don't want to be on anyone's specific side because you want to be friends with both of them still. Mm-hmm. But when they're arguing, it's hard to, like, mediate a situation and be the therapist friend mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it takes in such a emotional toll mm-hmm. on everyone and mental health yeah <laughs> really important yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh so how would you describe a queer platonic relationship mm, well that is obviously like you know any platonic relationship mm-hmm. yes yeah so any platonic relationship it's gonna be you know, very sweet in a way. But it's also hard because, like, you know, it's the stigma of, like, oh, you like girls and you're friends with girls, you probably like everyone. Right, right, <laughs> or, right. Or, oh, you like guys, you have guy friends, you probably have a crush on all of them. Right. And I'm like, no, it's not like that, sweetie. Like, yeah. just because I like guys doesn't mean I'm going to like every guy that comes right, across yeah, me, you right. know? And so it's just everyone else thinking this idea of, like, oh, this, this, and this, and it's not true, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, but also, like, it comes to, like, what if they do like you, you know? (laughs) Like, that is also difficult. But I feel like 
it's very sweet to have a person that you can talk to mm-hmm. because they can relate to you because right. they are yeah. like you, you know, like they are a part of the LGBTQ plus community and they know the struggle, you know, they might not know you exactly because they're, um, they're like, um, what's the word, their status or like their um, time right now might be different. Right. Their life basically might yeah. be different than yours, but the, you guys can still relate in a, positive way you know Mm -hmm. so it's definitely being there for each other and being loyal to each other because you know maybe you have gone through some stuff together Mm -hmm. and that just builds a whole nother layer of like trust and loyalty to each other so it's it's a great thing like you know i have a lot of friends who identify as the lgbtq plus community and it's just a bond that'll never break you know because we 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 relate to each other we talk about it we you know make we make jokes about it (laughs) so it's just it's something that is so strong because it is a part of my life you know it's not everything in my life but it is a part of it and so having that part of my life connecting with someone else's is really strong and really beautiful i think Mm -hmm. so yeah i think um it's just something nice to have you know yeah yeah absolutely. platonic relationships are so important because it is sometimes people want romantic relationships or platonic when platonic you there's just more of a bond with platonic you're not typically going to break up with your friends as much as you would like the romantic partner typically mm-hmm. and there's just more of a connection usually yeah. when it's a friendship yeah right for sure yeah. i think society overemphasizes like romantic mm-hmm. relationships and like friendships are the vibe yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh that's what it is have, you're not allowed to have sleepovers with the person you're dating right so I mean, so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that's really cool and chill mm-hmm. yeah. you also get to be so stupid in front of them no too. for real like like, <laughs> like you, you don't know. have to worry about looking weird or not putting on makeup or anything or like yeah it is so relaxing you know like especially when you're first talking to your crush or whoever you want to make a good impression Mm -hmm. but with your friends like you can call them stupid and stuff (laughs) like that and it's just chill it's good vibes all around Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love that yes and so as we are all people of color um how do you think that it has affected you know being being you being queer and dating Oh Lord! Oh yeah, Lord! Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that a this is an intriguing question. <laughs> well, you go for it. <laughs> I think it's mainly like how I don't know how to describe this. A lot of the time, it's like when they meet your family. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like a bit of a different dynamic than maybe they were expecting. Because I mean, white families—they're pretty different than <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I would, and also, um, hmm, I, I had something in my head and it went away. <laughs> it happens. Um, I will say, like, you know, what O said, I'm Hispanic, you know, and so it's, it's very hard. Like, mm-hmm. for me, I will say, like, um, I've told my parents about yeah. my, who I am. They've, you know, they haven't really acknowledged it. Like, they they kind of forgot about it. Like, they don't want to act like it's real. And so, like, when I I had my boyfriend, he came home, and, like, you know, he came to my house, and, like, he was my friend, you know? And we both agreed that it's just the best for us because, like, um, at that time, like, you know, we didn't want any drama and any stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And it's just, for me right now, that was what was keeping me safe in that house, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, like, and I'm not saying it's, like, a horrible house, you know? It's just, Mm -hmm. that's how it is. 
these traditions and these statuses and these things that you have you when you're born you have like oh he's gonna have a wife he's gonna have kids he's gonna have a job like it's just labels that are put on you straight as you come from birth you know and it's just Mm -hmm. really hard growing up knowing that you're not gonna um what's the word you're not gonna uh, own up to those labels you know yeah because everyone else is telling you to and so you know I I they didn't know that he was my boyfriend and I didn't tell them for obvious reasons but it's just part of it was you know um I didn't want anything to do with him because like I didn't want them to know because it, it, it like I don't have to tell them you know like mm-hmm. it's just what I believe and what it's best for me is what it should be done and you know his parents were very different obviously oh, yeah. um so it's just for me it's very of uh, those labels that are so weighing on you especially when you're little and so being able to set yourself apart from those labels because they're not you you know mm-hmm. like you don't have to you don't owe everyone uh to get a wife or to get anything you know so it's very hard um when you're surrounded by a group of people that are like that and you're different but finding your own family is very very beautiful yeah and just your friends in general like you know being able to be in a group of people that don't expect anything from you you know and just are there for you and love you for whoever you are is really beautiful so it's yeah. very like that you know I yeah yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think um I don't know. Queer dating is very difficult already. And then being a person of color mm. <laughs> that's 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 something else. Oh mm. also it's like so hard to tell sometimes if someone likes you or they're or if they're fetishizing you. No, yeah. Being a real. person of color and it's like it's so annoying. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, it yeah. is. And they think it's a flirt or like a compliment. It's not a compliment, yeah. sweetie. Yeah. It's not a compliment yeah. saying, mm, I have a sweet spot for Hispanics. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. And no. I, especially being an Asian woman and like being perceived as really submissive and docile, like, mm. I'm, yeah. that is disgusting. <laughs> um, And so I don't think I have experienced it, but like, you know, other people, they can think about think bad about me and I just don't know yeah. until like they show obvious signs <laughs> but yeah I think um I would say I'm not really attracted to date, dating like queer white people I think more so because of the experience of people of color I can mm-hmm. resonate with yeah mm-hmm. and so I prefer a person of color that I'm dating yeah mm-hmm. yeah well i think that'd be a good place to end it all right cool if you want to email us any ideas or advice or you'd like to come on the podcast anytime email us at lgbtqiasoup at gmail.com our instagram is alphabet soup youth podcast and yeah reach out to us if you want to know anything and thank you for tuning in yep this is our episode on dating (laughs) so i hope that went well bye guys bye Bye. have a a good valentine's day Bye. bye